Welcome back to Primetime KC. It is time for our Week 6 NFL previews. Uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of things to say. We'll recap the game. So let's just go ahead and get it started. Um, after last week, Josh, what are our Lock of the Week and Underdog of the Week standings? We have a new leader. And that leader would be John Alvey. John is 3-2. and two. I am 3-2, and two, but do too. Underdog of the week and John being three and two and me zero oh and five, John then goes into first place. Uh, so yeah, I'm in second and then Jackson's at one three and one. I think it's pretty safe to say Jackson needs a win desperately this week because it's a long year. me and John have a yeah it's a long year but me and John have a two game advantage already and you don't want it to get to three. Yeah, that push last week from Atlanta might save me in the long run. We'll have to see, but. At least I got that like, push and not that loss because that would have been just a devastating loss. Atlanta had that game, fumbled the ball twice. You know, they tried everything in their power to give Houston that game. But it is what it is. Okay, and then I'm 1-4 in, in underdog. Yeah, and I'm 0-5, which right, is at least I have terrible. One. Okay, let's get started. Thursday night football, Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites. I'll just do it now. Denver plus 10.5 lock of the week. We're just, fucked. I'm just We're doing fucked. It again. We're fucked. Why? Why? Denver Why? Why? Ten. I didn't even do the That's Chiefs. Great. This is a great pick. The Chiefs are going to win by like 25 now, man. Yeah, like dumbass. You took a I'm doing the opposite. The week. I didn't take okay. the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, I took dude, Denver. This is this that now we're going to lose this. And do you really oh want this to be your God. own? <laughs> no. What's happened is everyone on this podcast has lost their Thursday night lock of the week, and I haven't done one yet. By the way, you phrased that tweet horribly. I know. You said primetime KC is 0-3. Like, I'm fucking a part of that. No, I'm just shit on other days of the week, like Sunday and Monday. No, but yeah, I, Denver plus 10.5, man. The Chiefs are in no position to be catching this number in a divisional game. Anytime I get double digits in a divisional game, I'm taking the underdog. I still, obviously, like Kansas City to win this game. I think there was a lot of positives in Minnesota last week, even though it was the Vikings. Um, the young receivers... And even some of the journeyman veteran receivers kind of stepped up in the third and fourth quarter a little bit. I mean, that was encouraging to see once Kelsey, like that first drive to start the third quarter that Kelsey didn't play. Justin Watson saved Mahomes from throwing a pick. Uh, Rasheed Rice did a great job on that drive. I think he had the touchdown. Uh, and then Mark Wes even got involved a little bit. So I was, you know, I am starting to get a little more confident in them. Uh, I thought the Chiefs defense did a pretty damn good job. I mean, I know Jefferson missed some of the fourth quarter, but while he was in, Snead, McDuffie, the safeties were doing just a fantastic job. Really, the only guy on Minnesota doing anything was K.J. Osborne. I mean, <laughs> Chiefs really did a good job in that department. But 10.5, man, I don't, you know, we'll probably be 0-4 on Thursday nights after this one, but I'll be glad if this bet doesn't hit if the Chiefs have a stress-free game. I just don't see it. 10.5 is a lot of points, and I love the hook. I could see this being a 10-point game. So, yeah, I can't believe I'm doing it, but give me Denver plus 10.5 lock of the week. Yeah, uh, it's the Chiefs' second Thursday night football game. I believe we're the only team this year that's going to have two Thursday night football games. No, Detroit had two. Detroit already Detroit. had two. Yeah, you're right. Detroit has had two as well. Um, and this might not be our last because you can always get flexed, but you need like a four or no, three week be. notice. No, it will be. You can only do two. Okay, never mind. This is going to be our last. All right, so I'm like been wrong on every single statement I've said so far. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs for some odd reason, like when Kelsey left, they didn't panic, which was good. I mean, obviously you have Patrick Mahomes behind you, so that that that's always good to know. Um, Broncos look like dog shit. 
Yeah. Jets, we'll get into them later. Yeah, I'm gonna touch I'm gonna take the Chiefs, but anytime Mahomes is bigger than a ten point favorite, he plays like shit unless it's against the Bears. So with that being said, Chiefs, but I'm not touching this. Um yeah. I agree with everything about the way last week's game went with the Kelsey situation. Um, I'm in some ways thinking it's potentially, I have no way of knowing, but more of the classic uh, thing that I'm pretty certain we saw last year of the Chiefs being a little discreet about their play calling uh, and might have opened the book up a little bit in the second half in a, hey, we need to get our shit together type of thing. Um, But yeah, it was encouraging to see because we were pretty concerned about um, this Chiefs receiving core, I think, coming into week two. Week one was where it was really rough. And I think we've seen some discernible improvement uh, up to this point. Particularly, I think Rashi Rice looked pretty good in this game. And also, we got to see Justin Ross. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was a good win um, and got to see some new faces. I definitely like the Chiefs in this game. Um, I understand the plus 10.5 appeal. I mean, I definitely thought about it. It's always a crazy number in a divisional game. Um, but the reality is, man, the Broncos are a pretty bad team. Um, they, I don't think it takes a genius to know that. Uh, they're shit. Now, if they come out and give the Chiefs one of those games where, you know, teams tend to do, which is this is the biggest game, uh, you know, in sight, and they really give it their best effort, uh, then they can make this a close football game. I don't doubt that. But I would lean on the side of taking the Chiefs here. Um, I think it's going to look a little more like the Bears game than the Jets game. Um, so I think the Chiefs will win this relatively comfortably. Yeah, I mean, the the young receivers did look good last week. I mean, the, the, the biggest disappointment through five weeks, I think, is just that Tony has not looked like he did last year. In, no. I mean, like the Jacksonville game, uh, the, the regular season Jacksonville game, he looked so good. Uh, the late Denver game in December, he looked good. You're just not getting that out of Tony. The only time Tony's getting the ball is on designed plays. I don't ever see him getting the ball on, you know, non, like this play is going to Tony and the huddle plays, uh, you know, and that's yeah. disheartening. But, I mean, you do get some step-ups from Rasheed Rice. Uh, Justin Ross got some playing time. I've been advocating for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, while you know you don't want Kelsey to get hurt, um, it could have been a blessing in disguise that, all right, the guy that basically carries everything and that like basically is the offense is not here. Somebody has to step up. Like there's no more hiding. Everyone has to go out there and everyone has to contribute. And they did. They played at a pretty high level in the second half. So I, I thought that was a good, and you know, obviously that Kelsey's not seriously injured. It might be a huge blessing in disguise that we got to see that. And then obviously Kelsey comes back and, you know, makes a big impact on the next drive. But yeah, overall, I mean, I was I was pleased to see how they performed with that. Thought the defense did a pretty good job. That was a trap yeah. game and they got out of it with a win. That's all you can really hope for. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pounding this table. Um because I think I've said it every week. And I think every week I've said I've said it every week. Um I the Chiefs defense continues to impress me without their second pass rushing option. Uh and this is the last week we'll be without Charles O'Minihue. So that is just encouraging signs from the defense. They, it, I think it's going to be rare you see the Chiefs um, get themselves down with big deficits like we have in the past. It is really nice to just have a stable defense and um, 
couple of guys coming back from injury as well this week. Hopefully Nick Bolton. Yeah, I was I was gonna say on. you're talking Charles Minahue. I'm I might be more impressed they're doing it without Nick Bolton. Yeah, and, yeah. And and the thing that I think, you know, stopping the run without Nick Bolton has been impressive as well. Obviously Alexander Madison and Cam Akers, you know, isn't a, a great running game in Minnesota, but I thought we did decently well with that. And then, you know, I've just been impressed with, you know, a lot of people do look at Jones as the anchor of the defense, and understandably, he's the best player on the defense. But a lot of the times, it's Nick Bolton, like, directing traffic, and honestly, you know, when shit goes wrong, kind of saving a play. Uh, when the defensive line lets a guy get through, he's kind of the guy there that's always consistently making the play. So I've been really impressed with that. When we get the whole defense, uh, Bolton, Aminahue, and all, and Chris Jones, whew, it's going to be an interesting, I'm excited for it. I am really, really excited to see that, because... I mean, this is the best Chiefs defense we've had under Mahomes by far. Yeah, and and last thing is, um, I feel I've had a little bit of self-reflection, and I might feel a little bit embarrassed about the way that I um, treated Patriots fans back in the day. Because <laughs> goddamn, is it annoying to have people come up to me and tell me that the only reason my football team wins games is because it's rigged. That is fucking hilarious. I personally um, love it. Like I wanted yeah, I know, this for I enjoy so long. It. I do. Like, but it's it was, a joke. I it, prayed for times like this to be the team yeah. that everybody fucking hated and everybody couldn't yep. wait to see lose. I prayed for times like yes. this. Yes, this Agreed. is the best spot to be in. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, it, I, I will say so like silly, you, you, man. you say that about the Patriots. The Patriots unquestionably though got away with some bullshit. Like I don't think the Chiefs are getting away with bullshit. Honestly, like. Oh, Lejarius Sneed took his helmet off. It was a possession change. It was fourth down. Like, the Chiefs still would have had the ball. It, it's just, yeah. everyone's looking for ticky-tack shit with the Chiefs right now. Chiefs were penalized well, ten times. I mean, it, it is ridiculous. The Chiefs yeah, are the third most penalized team in the league since Mahomes took over. What are we doing here with that? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And I think the thing that bothers me, too, is people are acting like they missed a clear P.I., and that's just hilarious to me. Uh, that that was that would have been such a weak pass interference on that exact play. Um, yeah, and like you said, they they didn't miss a damn thing on the Chiefs. The Chiefs got so many penalties called. If people want to go back and look at every play in slow motion and look at every player, um, I think overall you're going to find the Chiefs get called for shit the same amount. Um, so yeah, just I love it though. I do enjoy it because it's a, it's a sign of. Uh, a sign of like flailing in the water um so the rest of these uh loser franchises will say can uh can say what they want yeah okay well let's get into the sunday slate another international game ravens in titans technically a titans home game ravens are four point favorites i don't know about this line at all man like something <laughs> i don't know who baltimore is to be catching four points they don't look good like they had that game versus Pittsburgh last week and did every possible thing they could to shit themselves and lose that game. I, mm, I know I know what you guys you know what I'm debating right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Titans underdog of the week. Let's I'm, go. I'm just, ah yes. I love it. I, I just, love it. I know first two games of the week, but I'm looking at all these other games and all the other ones I want to take are at three. I can't take them, and it pisses me off. Like, the one I really wanted was Texans against the Saints, but that one's too low. So, I'm doing it. Screw it. 
I'll take Tennessee in this spot. I like Vrabel as an underdog is a pretty consistent cash. He normally covers and he has Vrabel as an underdog in his career has a winning record. Not not against the spread as a just as an underdog in general. He's the best coach to back as an underdog. This Baltimore team, something's clearly wrong here. Everyone hyped up getting Odell. That looked like a waste of $18 million at this point. I'll just take Tennessee in this spot, man. I, I don't know. I They, to me, are the best team catching the points this week. Yeah, uh, I really wanted you to take this because I think the Ravens are actually going to win pretty uh, certainly. I think they're going to come out, play really well. I think they're going to come off pissed off. And I really wanted you to take this because – now I have all the power against John, and hopefully it goes in my favor. So, yeah, I like the Ravens in this week, in this game. Uh, yeah, I will take the Ravens here as well. I like them to bounce back. Um, but a relatively embarrassing performance for them on Sunday, not going to lie to you. Okay. Um, Falcons at Commander, or excuse me, Commanders at Falcons. Uh, Falcons are two and a half point favorites. I will never take a two and a half point game again in my life. Um, yeah, I have no read on this one. Washington's coming off kind of a mini buy. Played on Thursday, they'll have ten days. Um, but I'll just pick Atlanta. Desmond Ritter still has not lost a home game in college or the NFL. So until that trend goes the other way, I guess I'll just pick Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't know that that until Red Zone said it on Sunday. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, Sam Howell played his ass off last week. Washington's defense just somehow let DJ Moore just cook them in. Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think it's a. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think two and a half is probably the right line. I'm going to go Falcons. I think Ritter goes undefeated still. Yeah, I'll go Falcons as well. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. Um, <clears throat> I think the Commanders bounce back from what was a pretty shit performance last Thursday. Um, and yeah, I probably won't be tuned into this one. Uh, not too intriguing for me. All right. Seahawks at Bengals. Bengals are three point favorites. I think the Bengals found, I think they're back. I know it's one yep. game. It was the Cardinals, but I think they're back. Burrow looked so, so much better. It wasn't about winning or losing that game for me with Cincinnati. It was how does Burrow's calf look? And he was able to plant it and make deep ball passes to Jamar Chase and other guys. They did that without T. Higgins last week. I like Cincinnati to win this one at home. People forget they were two and three last year at you know through this point, and they're two and three again. They've notoriously started slow with Joe Burrow this year, a little different with the injury. I said it on the podcast last week. It was a must-win for Cincinnati with the upcoming schedule. I think they got things right. I like them here at home. Yeah, when you look at it, I think I agree with what Jackson said. I think the Bengals are back. I I think the Seahawks are – I still can't read them. One of their wins is against the Giants, and they're coming off a bye, so they're well-rested. Jamal Adams is going to be back. That'll be different. Uh, it, I think if the Bengals can get T. Higgins, I know he hasn't really produced, but I think people are going to be looking at Jamar Chase as a guy you have to double uh, – have two guys on because we saw what he did last week, and we think he's probably back. So I'm very interested to see how healthy this Bengals team is. I'm going to go Bengals. Uh, I kind I like my three, but I'm not going to touch it. Oh, shit, man. I like this game a lot. Uh, let me talk through it here, and then we'll see how I feel. Um, I definitely agree with what Jackson said. I think the Bengals are 
somewhat back. Um, they didn't blow out the Cardinals, but it definitely was um, – they were back. I mean, if you owned a Bengals fantasy player, uh, you are aware that they're back. Um, specifically, the guy that dropped 52 last week. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll go Bengals minus three lock of the week. Um, I like this. I think this is kind of their like, okay, so the Bengals are back game. Um, you know, people still have questions. A win over the Cardinals doesn't buy you the trust back immediately. Um, but I think this is where they kind of just put their foot on the gas. And if they lose, then good. Um, I'll take the L for uh, a divisional opponent. Just don't win by two. Um, that would suck. So Bengals minus three lock of the week. Okay. Um, next game, Colts at Jags. Jags are four and a half point favorites. Probably going to be Gardner Minshew in this one. Uh, Jaguars coming home after back-to-back London games. Interesting stat that I found. Uh, teams coming back from overseas, whether it be London, Germany, wherever, you know what I'm saying. The next week, if they don't have a bye week the next week, that's happened 11 times now in NFL history. In all 11 times, the team that came back from London has trailed in the fourth quarter, the next game. Just, just an interesting little nugget to put out there. Uh, but I do like Jacksonville to win this game in a tight one. Yeah, this game was circled on for me because I'm taking Colts underdog of the week. I think Garner Minshew's actually done really well for the Colts. I think they're going to have JT back at full capacity, which will be huge for the Colts. And I think everything's just kind of pointing to the Colts being like, okay, like they're, I don't think the Colts are legit, but I think they're better than what I expected. That's for sure. And Jacksonville, yeah, they, they're coming off a really good win against Buffalo. They might be on that hangover still. They're, they're going to be jet lagged for a few days. Like, I just don't think they're going to be at the right state to play on Sunday against the Colts. And everything I've seen from Gardner Minshew has just looked really promising. And I'm just hoping to fuck, just get on the board for underdog of the week because I'm 0 and 5. I need to change. Um yeah, I like the Colts in this game actually. Um Is I this going to be your underdog? It. it was going to be my underdog, but I figured it wouldn't be there because all the other ones are shit and I mean that's kind of how it goes. Um but I don't know. I think the Jaguars are going to have a vulnerable week this week and um I picked the the uh, them as the underdog of the week because the Bills were going to be jet lagged. Um, so I think jet lag opposite direction will get them here. A lot of faith in the Colts. I mean, honestly, at this point, though, Shane Steichen's coach of the year. 100%. Like, he has gotten that franchise. They look so, 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 so much better than they did a year ago. He, I, mean, I mean, you can say the Texans too with D'Amico Ryan's. I know they're two and three, but he's up there. Yeah, I just think what this dude is doing. I mean, especially without Richardson now, he's just that team looks clever. They look they're an offense that actually has fluidity to it, which is crazy. Looking back, you know, last December when they had Jeff Saturday, they couldn't move the damn ball. I mean, this guy has come in without Jonathan Taylor. I mean, even Jonathan Taylor. This past week really didn't play. It was Zach Moss. I just am really impressed by what Shane Steichen's been able to do in Indianapolis. Um, you know next- who I think should be a, like, I know he won't be coach of the year, but who should be coach of the year, in my opinion? Who? Jonathan Gannon. He's done a lot better with that team than a lot of people thought. I, mean, they are, they are a lot of, four, I think the but- Cardinals, yeah, but they've been in every single game, it seems like. Like, 
they he's like you can tell he just doesn't have the right pieces that he needs for his team. And when he gets the right pieces, which he'll have the draft next year, I'm very interested to see what his team looks like, especially – wait, do they have their pick? They have their pick. They have next two year? picks. Okay, They've got yeah, the Texans pick. They have the Texans right. pick. Yeah. I forgot if they traded away their pick or they got the pick, yeah. But, yeah, I think Jonathan Gannon is done way better than what I thought. And I know they're 1-4, but I kind of think that's like how the league's also thinking. Like I think everyone kind of views the Cardinals as a better team than 1-4. and four. Yeah. I think it's a good spot to be in. You get to sit at one and four. Um, I mean, even Jonathan Gannon knows no matter how well he does, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, yeah, but what game are we even picking? Because we went way off the rails here. Well, no, well now we're on oh, a new game. Oh, I thought I, guess um, I thought we were oh, on a okay. new game. Or, we are on a new what, game. Did you okay. make your pick, John? Yeah, he did. Nope. Yeah, Colts uh, Jags. Oh, I thought he made his. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, and you said we Colts. Okay. Yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah, yeah. conversation got. It's fine, yeah. Go ahead. Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins are 13-and-a-half-point favorites. What a fucking schedule for the Dolphins, man. Giants and Panthers back-to-back at home. Yeah, I This mean, is I- what happens whenever your quarterback gets fucking hurt three times last year. I mean, they're going to have shitty opponents this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously give me uh, Miami in this spot. I really, really do need Carolina to start winning a few games, though, because I do not want Chicago in position. Even though Justin Fields has looked better, I don't want them even in the realm of possibility of getting Caleb Williams. Um. Yeah, I would love Chicago to get Caleb Williams. Um, no, 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 no. I'll take the Vikings. What? Sorry, Josh. What are you talking about? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about, What are you? About, How high are you? Did you say you want Chicago to win? Not I said it's Panthers at Dolphins, and I said I need the Panthers to start oh winning Oh, my God. Games. Okay. I'm going down the line here. I skipped over the Panthers-Dolphins game. I'm fine. What the hell? <laughs> well, Josh, who do you have you picked? I was going to say, I, I haven't even picked yeah, yet. Yeah, go ahead. God, this thing has gotten off course the last few minutes. Well, sorry. I thought, I'm going I Dolphins. Thought... I'm just going to go Dolphins, okay? I'm not. Let's just get back on course. Dolphins. Um. Okay. Dolphins, yes. Jackson, you, you got me, man. You confused the hell out of me. Uh, no lock of the week. You're not going big number again? I already did lock of the week with the Bengals. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. yeah we're anyone know what is going on right now? <laughs> okay, okay. Dude. Okay. It's uh, fine. Vikings, it's Vikings just, at Bears. Vikings at Bears. Vikings are two and a half point favorites. Justin Jefferson's headed to IR. He won't be there. Talk about a team that might get Caleb Williams. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, if they had a brain, would just shut this shit down, trade Kirk Cousins, get rid of everything they have, and just tank like motherfuckers. I like the Bears in this game. I think the Bears win this game outright. I think that the Bears offense finally found out that if you throw to DJ Moore, good shit happens. And, yeah, I like Chicago to beat Minnesota here. All I'm going to say is I made a trade for Justin Fields two weeks ago and got made fun of it, and he's put up 60 points ever since then. So, Jackson, you can suck my dick. I know I James Conner's a the trade. Okay. Huh? I, made, I didn't make fun of you for the trade. I made fun of you because at halftime of the Broncos game, you were acting like you were a genius. No, you, you texted me and said, what the fuck are you doing making that trade? You did. You did. Well, whatever. But James Conner's hurt, so that sucks. But Justin Fields has also put up fucking... 32 and 27. Yeah. Well, he ain't playing With the fucking being... Commanders and Broncos the rest of the year, so calm down. 
Yeah, now he's playing the Vikings. I like the Bears as well. I think Justin Fields is back to him. So, Jackson, you can suck my motherfucking dick. He never dick was him. Because- to be, we can't say he's back to him. He never was him. He's him. He's he's not. Okay. He's 6-24 and 24 as a starter. That's him. That's eight passing tutties. 6-24 six, six as a starter is him in this league. Okay. Better than Jordan Love. Okay. So the eternal debate of y'all bitching at each other about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson continues. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Vikings, uh, even without Justin Jeff- Jefferson. Um, the Vikings aren't an obvious tank team. They still have to pay their quarterback another like $60 million or some shit. No, they don't. Um, he's, got, he's got the rest of this year and next year. No, he does $30 million, no, he doesn't. I guess. He's a free agent after this year. He. He is? Yeah, Kirk Cousins' contract's up after this year. Really? Yeah. So they should okay. take. Um, yeah, I guess he hits free agency in 2024. Okay. Yeah, uh, they should tank then. What are they doing? They should, like, trade Kirk yesterday. Yeah, that's what, what I've hell? been saying. Um. Okay. Then the Vikings are maybe the dumbest organization ever. Um, they should have just thrown this season to begin with. Um, I will go ahead and take the Vikings still because they're obviously trying. They are trying. What the so, hell? Why did they, not, why did they do it? not, Kirk Cousins is leads the league in touchdowns, touchdown passes. But, I am so fucking. Yeah, but they're they're two and the three, Vikings and they're gonna be paying Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are gonna be paying Kirk Cousins until twenty twenty seven, but he's a free agent next year. It's just gotta be backloaded shit. It's gotta be. He has a cap hit next year when he's not on the team. What the fuck? On spot rack, it says he's going to be a free agent yeah, he when he's 40. Cap. But it it's says... Cap. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah, but it says he's going to be a free agent when he's 40. If you're the Jets, why not make the call? Just just why not do it? You, I don't get it. No. If you're the Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. Yeah, but you don't have to pay Kirk. He's done after this year. You let him hit free agency after the year. I don't know. I know. It, it, was, it was mainly and, the joke of... A 40-year-old with a torn Achilles is just going to come back like... I don't know, man. All right, let's move on. 49ers at Browns. 49ers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know how the fuck you pick against the 49ers right now. Like, this team is clearly far and away the best team in football. Give me them. I don't care what number they're at right now. Just give me them to win. Yeah. Oh, what? sorry. Oh. What team is that Whoa. Whoa. Fine. No, what team is this? You don't even know what pissing team it is. Let John go at this point. No, it might be my lock of the week. It's the 49ers and Browns. Yeah, 49ers my five and a half lock of the week. Suck my mm. dick. I, the mm. only thing that concerns me is it's 55 and rainy. And kind of concerning, but when you have CMC, there's nothing to be worried about. Okay. Yeah, Um. okay. Given that this is the only good defense of all the available options, and they're at home, uh, I guess I have to take the Browns underdog of the week. Uh, I fancy Ooh. them more than the Cardinals. I fancy them more than the Cardinals, Jets, or Giants. So um, this is what's happening. Um, yeah, I doubt it. I agree with Jackson. The Niners are, woof, they are good. Um, they have it figured out. Um, I I don't see this being their first loss. I would be very surprised. Um, but maybe uh, in the mud, uh, the Browns pull something out. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, the Niners, I think, are going to walk the NFC. Like, uh, I borrowing another quarterback crisis, 
I I don't think the Eagles have um have it have the path in their favor uh coming back. I think the Niners are dangerous as shit. Um so yeah. Yeah. Um next game, Saints at Texans. Saints on the road at the Texans are one and a half point favorites. Uh I personally I like Houston in this spot. I mean, look, the Saints defense has given quarterbacks trouble this year, but this Stroud kid what on earth is going on? Like, how does he look this good as a rookie? It makes no sense. Rookie quarterbacks are not supposed to look like him. I don't get it. He has just looked phenomenal. Got to give credit to that Texans coaching staff as well, like we talked about a little earlier, because to have a rookie play this well, he's not like he's surrounded by what Purdy's surrounded by. He is, I mean, he. I don't, it is insane. I don't know what to say. This kid, I had my lock of the week in the bag last week. He was struggling for three quarters. Fourth quarter just puts together an insane drive. Throws a touchdown on third and nine. I, I don't know how to model this. Like, the Texans should be set for the future. Yeah, I yeah. love CJ Stroud. I've had him as Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think D'Amico Ryans is a great head coach. He has so many good weapons around him. Tank Dell, I know he got banged up. He might. He's going to be back probably in the next week or so. Uh, Dalton Schultz, John Mechie, Damian Pierce. And then when you look at that defense, that's what uh, D'Amico Ryan's is all about. They got Will Anderson Jr. They got Derek Stingley. I think this this team is just fucking stacked when you really think about it. And I truly think two years from now, the Texans are going to be fighting for an AFC championship. I said okay. it. Okay. I said it. Okay. Okay. Um, that's bold. I'll take the Texans in this one, though. I agree with Jackson. This is not – I would have put this line more at Texans minus one and a half given yeah. that they're at home. Yeah. Um, Bain's defense is really good. Have to give him credit on that one. Um, but I'll take the Texans to keep it rolling, even though they lost. Afternoon slate. Patriots at Raiders. Raiders are three-point home favorites. I kind of like New England in this spot. Um, I like Belichick to get the better of Josh McDaniels. You have to be pretty incompetent to lose to Josh McDaniels, and boy, the Packers were last night. Um, so, yeah, I like – I mean, look, Mac Jones looks horrible. I'm not sure there's a guy in the NFL I would rather – like, you couldn't name me a quarterback right now that I would rather have Mac Jones in. I'd rather have Desmond Ritter. I honestly would. Mac Jones looks so fucking lost, but I don't trust Josh McDaniels that much. I'm taking the, rate, the Patriots. Yeah, uh – See, but the thing is, I think I forgot which one of you guys said it. When you look at the Patriots, they're never going to be good enough to tank. They and, might, but they never... might be bad enough to tank this year. Well, if they are, then you have to take the Raiders, and therefore I am going to go with the Raiders. I just think the Patriots look like dog shit. I wouldn't be shocked if Bailey Zappi starts. Wouldn't either, and it might be better for them. I think if you're backing Agreed. the Patriots this week as a better, I think you would rather have Bailey Zappi start the game. John. Yeah, I think I think Bailey Zappi is not bad, but I think they both suck. Sorry. Yeah, that's probably so, yeah. Reality. He's bad. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I think this might be the last year for Belichick. We're gonna have to see. Very man. well, could be. Someone made a, Someone said a good made a good, very good point and said Bill Belichick will never go out unless he's on top, and I think that's one hundred percent true. I mean, if you're the Patriots, you have to have a a difficult conversation with him at the end of this year. At least he can't be in charge of personnel anymore because these guys they're drafting on the offensive side of the ball stink, man. Isn't Bill Belichick the GM? 
kind of. I mean, basically, yep. yeah. He basically is in charge of personnel. And look, the defensive side of the ball, they draft great. That Christian Gonzalez kid, I know he's out for the rest of the year, but he looked great. He should be great going forward. They've drafted a lot of studs on that defense, but the offensive side of the football, man, they can't get that right at all. And I think a similar thing happened in Seattle is Pete Carroll was in charge of personnel for a lot, and they kept whiffing on draft picks. And finally, like a year or two ago, they you know restored the power back to John Schneider, the GM, is like, look, I'm leaving for Detroit if you don't let me do this shit. And Pete was like, all right. And look, look at Seattle, man, they've been crushing the draft. So I think... You know, you might not fire Bill Belichick as head coach, but you probably need to have a conversation of, look, man, these draft whiffs are just inexcusable. Like, we've we've got to, you know, change something up here because it's bad. I mean, they offensively, even free agent-wise, why did they let Jacoby Myers walk for nothing? He wasn't expensive. You could have brought him back. He's a good veteran receiver. I don't get it. And then they paid. They paid Juju to have him do nothing, too. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it's just so bizarre with what they're doing there. Like, they actually, uh, what terrifies me, obviously we don't want Caleb Williams in the division. Him going to New England, holy shit. Like, that'd be like the Spurs getting Wimbenyama. Like, that, it's like a great franchise is down for a little bit, and then, boom, top prospect in, like, 20 years comes in. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's a mess right now. Honestly, probably yeah. the best game of the Sunday slate here. Lions at Buccaneers. Lions are three-point uh, road favorites. Dude, 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 dude. I never picked. Oh. Patriots. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this is like I'm glad you got to, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to get it. Hey, fantasy. it's, it's uh, in my defense, it is, uh, and John as well, it is midterm week. I am just absolutely out of it right now. I've barely slept. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna act like i'm not a college student like i'm not dealing with is that your text. midterms is it your midterm week it was last week but exactly I have three this Dickle, week. that's why i said me and john because i knew but i got i ha- i have three this week okay well so it is your midterm week why would you dumbass just say that <laughs> no, I just have three tests. whatever it is this is my last midterm week ever let's go anyways lions at bucks lions are three point favorites is it wrong to say Detroit's the second best team in the NFC? Because I really do feel like they yes. are, and I think it's wrong to say that. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think second? The Eagles. <sighs> Given that game on a neutral field right now, I just might take Detroit. I I am that confident in this team. Give me Detroit. I don't think the, the Cowboys are good, but that's just how good the 49ers are. No, that's, the Cowboys are shit. The they're not are. shit, but and we'll get into them later, but. They've beaten the Patriots, the Jets, and the the Giants. Okay, I don't have any faith in that team. But give me Detroit here, man. I really am a believer in this team. I had questions coming into the year if they could live up to expectations. They just look so good. Yeah, I mean, I like the Lions as well. I think the Bucks are looking better than what I thought they were. So I'm going to go Lions. Yeah, I'll go Lions as well. Um I've been skeptical of the Lions, but I think they're pretty solid. Uh, you got to give them credit. Okay, next game. Cardinals at Rams. Rams are catching a shit ton of points in this one. Six and a half point favorites at home. For those of you that are playing Survivor at home, I'm a survivor. Yep, I'm playing still. I'm still alive. Uh, had the Dolphins last week, and the Rams are my Survivor this week. As gross as it is, I've used a lot of good teams already. I like the Rams to win this, man, but six and a half, this Cardinals team has proven not to bet against them in big numbers like this. So if I'm if I'm putting money on it, I'm 
betting plus six and a half, but I like the Rams here. I think the Rams schedule's just been really, really tough early on, you know, going really, but they look good. Like with Cup back last week, I was concerned maybe Cup would take a while to get back. Nope. I mean, Cup immediately just looks like the old Cooper Cup. So give me the Rams here. Um, yeah, I like the Rams here as well. I eliminate, I mean, I took a team over the Niners to avoid having to take this as underdog. Um, I feel like the Rams are pretty good. I think they're probably the best team below 500. Um, so they get back up to that line here. Um, yeah, Cardinals are a solid team though. I got to give them credit. And I've said, I kind of enjoy watching the Cardinals. Um, I think they've, it, like I think I, the comparison I used last week is they're like um, a team that's playing Alabama. That's like a pretty good team, but they're playing Alabama. Um, yeah, they they don't have the the stars, but they've got they've got an operation going on. So respect to them, um, and it's probably going to cost them a chance at the best quarterback in the draft. I'm going to go Cardinals. I th- or not Cardinals? Excuse me. I'm going to go Rams. Uh, I agree with what John said about the Cardinals, and I agree what you also said about the Rams being the probably one of the better or best uh, under 500 teams. They've had a hard schedule, and they, yeah. I mean, they've played the 49ers already. They've played the Eagles. Those are two teams that are playing against each other in the NFC. I mean, I know the, Bengals, the Bengals weren't looking great, but that was in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, this Rams team is better than what people expect. We said it at the beginning of the year. We still, I still expect them to hit the over of six and a half wins. I think now that they got Cooper Cup back. Uh, it's, it's they're a fun team to watch. This is gonna be a really fun game to watch. I'm gonna go Rams, and I was also thinking about this for underdog of the week, but I just I think the Rams are just way much, way too good or way better than what people are thinking. Yeah, like I think right now when you look at it, the Rams and Bengals are both two and three, and at the end of the year, if they both made the playoffs, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I think they're both you know quality teams that are under 500. Just how the season starts sometimes. All right, next game. Which would, this would have probably been the game of the week when the NFL was scheduling this week. This is probably what they thought their big ticket Sunday game was going to be. Eagles at Jets. Eagles are seven point favorites. I'll take the Eagles. I mean, I'll take the Jets plus seven if I had to put, you know, picking a number, but I'll take the Eagles to win. Yeah, I'm going to take Eagles. I think if it was my six and a half, it would have been in contention for lock of the week, but the Jets are also looking better. It's at home. I'm going to go Eagles, though, and I think uh, I think it's it's closer than what people expect. Um, yeah, I'll take the Eagles as well. Um, taking a lot of favorites here. Just not sure I'm willing to say the Jets are going to get one over the Eagles. Um, they did put up a good fight against the Chiefs, however, so maybe uh, they beat the Buffalo. Super Bowl 57 competitors will struggle uh, both in New Jersey. We'll have to see. In Jets home games this year, which they've had three home games, week one they caused Josh Allen four turnovers. They caused Patrick Mahomes two turnovers, and I believe they cost Mac Jones one. Like they, this Jets defense is lethal, and they're even better at home. So I do expect them to keep this one close. Robert Sala is just a really, really good defensive minded coach, and he has those guys playing unreal football right now. All right. That is all the afternoon games, Sunday night football. We have, I mean, how the hell did this not get flexed and why was it ever originally scheduled? The Giants at the Bills. The Bills are 14-point favorites. There's no amount of jet lag in the world that could make me want to pick the Giants here. Give me Buffalo. I think minus 14 is even insulting. I would have put this at minus 20. Like, th- this is going to be 
so, so bad. I don't even know if I'm going to watch the whole thing. Like, this is going to be so embarrassing. Yeah, this is bad. The, this is what? The Giants' third game of primetime, and we are... Why, yeah, week, why are the Giants in primetime all the time? Is this our second game on primetime? No, third. 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 They, I'm going to go... Play. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Bills, obviously. Uh, 14 points is a lot to me, but it's also the Giants. I think the Lions, right? I don't think. Tw- I think. I mean, I know you're just being uh, dramatic. Maybe you weren't for 20, but 14 is kind of where I see it. Uh, Brian Dable, he won Coach of the Year last year, right? Yeah. He might go from Coach of the Year to getting fired, which is fucking insane. I don't think you can fire him for Daniel Jones being shit. I agree, but who knows? Yeah, um, I'm glad that the Giants waited till this year to turn to shit. Um, that made me some money. Thank you, Jackson. Um, yeah, they're terrible. This was my runner-up for lock of the week. I thought one of y'all might be uh, might be smart and take this, so I wanted to get mine in. But then Josh quickly took the Niners, so that wasn't the case. Um, I this is my true lock of the week. This what? is a lock of this is all what he locks. Would have done. Easy money. There's no chance the Giants stay within 14. I'm serious. Can they the Giants score suck. 10 points? Like, honestly, the, the Giants' only touchdown honestly, last week was a pick six. They didn't score on offense a touchdown. Um, Are you sure? No. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I just think they blow. They suck. Um, They are garbage. So, I am taking the Bills. And on uh, just it just frustrates me, man. I've got I've got freaking Daniel Jones and was hoping he'd be okay, and he's not. And everybody in the league that I have him in, like, pick was picking freaking backup quarterbacks in like the eighth round. It was ridiculous. So fucking, I got stuck with just absolute dog shit. So yeah, counting this week, we get the Giants three more times in prime time this year. We get them to so this, them oh my God. this week against Buffalo. Me? This the next one cannot. It's Thanksgiving. Cannot be um, flexed. Flex. It's like Dallas on Thanksgiving, and then hope to oh God this God. one is flexed. December eleventh, Packers and Giants on Monday Night Football. I hope to God that gets flexed out of Monday Night. I don't want to see. Wait, that. I, I, I forgot if you can flex Monday Night Football starting this year or next year. This year you can flex Monday Night, but it has yeah, to be. Why is it that once? It has to be like. Like a month in advance to flex it. So yeah, it's just bad, bro. Like, why the hell? So they're gonna have a total of six primetime games this year. And why is it that once the Lions get good, it's we Cowboys Giants? Are we ever gonna have the two the back to back games on Thanksgiving be like quality? Because I don't think it's happened in my entire. Oh, and life. you know who Detroit like, plays on Thanksgiving? Fucking who? Green Bay. Like, oh my god, I'm so pissed off about that. The thing is, they're never going to flex Green Bay out of a, a primetime game. It's just too big of a brand. The Packers are just too big of a brand. So are the Giants. Is, is there a third Thanksgiving game, do you know? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Seahawks-Niners, I believe. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, or, okay. That's, that, that. that's, that's Thursday Night Football. <laughs> let me recheck. Let me recheck. Let me let me make sure that, yep, it is. 49ers at Seahawks, Sunday, the Thursday Night Football. And then the Black that's Friday okay. game this year is Dolphins oh, and Jets. Oh, I forgot about that. Dolphins-Jets, Black Friday, which would have been oh. such a fucking good game. 
God, wait, man. Why? Hey, it's so good. Yeah. The end Rogers might be healed yeah, by Rogers. Then. Uh, Rogers new little method that he's doing. Maybe he'll be back. Uh, no. All right. Oh, come on. If he comes <laughs> back, he's going to die. His yeah, leg probably. Will uh, Monday night yeah. football. I actually am looking forward to this Monday night game. Cowboys at Chargers. Dallas is two point road favorites. And I kind of like the I kind of like Dallas in this spot. They got embarrassed last week. <laughs> Typically, teams that get embarrassed come back the next week and play a lot better. And I just don't see Dallas getting shit on again. Chargers are coming off of a bye week, but I mean, I just I just like Dallas in this spot. If Dallas would have won last week, I would have been all in on the Chargers this week. But because they got embarrassed in the fashion that they did, I think they come out. They're pissed off and they play a good football game here. And, I mean, you truly are dealing with two morons here in Brandon Staley and Mike McCarthy. There could be some wild shit go down. Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers. I think Austin Eckler will be back. Uh, I fucking hope. Give me, give me, give me Chargers. Um, hmm. I like the Chargers here. Um. I agree with Jackson. I don't think the Niners or the Cowboys are going to play sorry after they got whipped. Um, but it, it's got to be pretty demoralizing, man, when you realize the team that you need to like beat, you can't even come close, come close to them. They yeah. whipped you. They ripped it open. Um, got to be a sad week to be a Cowboys fan. Um, that does crack me up because the biggest asshole I've ever met at a Chiefs game was a Cowboys fan. Oh, um, not the Packers fan anymore. I thought it was a Packers fan. No, 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 no. There was never a specific Packers fan. It was I just all of them. I just found the, the whole group annoying. Okay. But I found the whole group of Cowboys fans annoying, and there were one two, one or two in particular that were quite pieces of work. Um, so I I think of them whenever the Cowboys play like shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That that is uh that is I hope the I hope the Chargers pull this one out low key. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that's a pretty decent Monday night football game. I mean, last night I know had to be terrible for everybody except fans of the. It was terrible for me, and I I like the Packers. I couldn't stand watching it. Um, I'm just trying to look at like primetime games, and since we were talking about them next Sunday night, Dolphins Eagles. Holy shit. That is going to be a banger. And then next Monday night, Niners and Vikings, which probably would have been entertaining at one point. But, yeah, that, that is now looking terrible. Get In two weeks, Sunday night football, Bears-Chargers. How That's do they even day. think these games are going to be good? Like, what are the – oh, and then in three weeks, Bills at Bengals. So, I mean, so we're getting some. We're getting some. You know, Sunday night has some potential moving forward. But, yeah. That is, uh, that is it for week six. Let's move into a little bit of MLB playoffs now as it is in full swing. A lot has gone down since our last podcast. Every single wild card round series was a sweep. The 99 win Rays got swept. I mean, it was just embarrassing across the board as we sit right now. The Diamondbacks are up 2-0 on the Dodgers. The Rangers are up 2-0 on the Orioles. The Astros, unless something drastically changes, are going to be up 2-1 on the Twins. They're up 5-0 in the fifth right now. I mean, what the hell? Like In my personal, from what I've seen in this postseason, my only feeling is I wish they would go back to the old postseason because I don't like the way that this Agreed. is formatted. I just don't like any of it. The team getting A team getting six days off is too much. You know, If you get a bye, I don't like that at all. These wild card rounds suck. I'd rather it just be one game. 
What do you guys think? It should be one game only. I think when you look at it, there's so much more hype to the game. I know I would watch that game in full, but when it's a best of three, I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just see who wins. But when it's a best of one, you sit down and you watch that game, and it gets intense, and it's fun to watch. And I think it brings in probably more tension, and it gives a team like the Twins an advantage to winning division because now there's no there's no advantage to winning your own division. And if you're like the third place, well, which you get I the get, whole series at home, that is an advantage. You'd get if it goes three, you get all three at home. Yeah, it is for sure. But before they would get rested, so I don't know. I would yeah. I would like to go back to one game, but I know that's not going to happen because it brings in more money for the MLB. And Rob Manfred just might be the dumbest motherfucker on earth. Well, does it bring in more money? Because the Tampa Bay Rays sold less tickets to their elimination game than the Royals did to the final game of the season. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I think um, I think one game is probably even more intense. I will say, though, I think we have an over-romantic view of the wild card game because when it was one game, there were many occasions where it wasn't a good game and it was just like, oh, game over. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the three game is I, – I think the one game is more exciting. I, there I needs to be it's... something done about the rest that these teams with a bye get because almost all of them look like shit when the series starts and the teams that were playing throughout the week in the wild card look clearly better and which shouldn't be happening. There's no reason that these teams, it's not like one team is shitting the bed. Obviously Houston is taking care of business, but the Orioles look terrible. The Braves looked horrible. They miraculously came back and won that game last night to even the series with the Phillies and the Dodgers look horrible. Granted it is the Dodgers every year outside of COVID they do this, but I just feel like, the layoff is too much. Baseball is a sport that is consistently you're playing. The All Star break, they get less of a break than what they get now. In, in if you're a top seed, so I just think that has to be changed because you're giving these teams that come out of the wild card all of the momentum, and these teams that have been sitting for a week are just rusty as hell when it gets going again. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be a little bit of confirmation bias, though. I think we need to. Oh my god, I think we need a bigger sample size than that. Um But it happened because, last year with the Braves. Like they were the best team in baseball and they just got fucking de- destroyed. Yeah, but I mean that happens that happened to the that happened to the Angels against It can happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying the I baseball is a sp- it's not like football where that extra week off is like a really good thing. Like you get healthy, okay, see, but but I think I think in some ways, okay. First of all, you have to come into the second series with a depleted bullpen. That part is true. Yeah, and the I people said this same thing about the the NFL playoffs, saying that you want to be the two seeds, so you get like a a warm up game against the shitty seven. But no one said any of that shit this year when the Chiefs and the uh, Eagles absolutely rolled their divisional opponents. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I think we need a little more time before we can identify that as an actual problem. The other thing I will say is everybody roots for the underdogs, and I get it. It's fun to watch an underdog story. But if I have to watch a World Series with the Astros and Diamondbacks and just watch the Diamondbacks lose in five, like I want the best teams to be in the World Series. Like I, It's fun to watch upsets. I get it. But if I get to the damn World Series and it's just Houston kicking the shit out of Arizona, I'm going to be so disappointed. I swear to God, if the Astros make it 
because they there was a chance going into the last week of the regular season they weren't going to make, make the it. playoffs. I mean, up until yeah. the second to last day of the year, they might have missed the playoffs. Then they win the division. They get the Twins, which is like a huge break compared to what they would have gotten with Tampa. I mean, and now yeah, Baltimore, it been fucking, and now Baltimore, it been Baltimore the team with the one seed, is essentially dead unless they can win three in a row. So Houston's going to have home field advantage in the ALCS. So it's just like, holy shit, man. Like, this team. That's how people feel about the Chiefs at this point. They're like, they get to host another AFC championship game. That's how we're feeling about Houston right now. It's like, they get to host another ALCS. It's like, yeah. But the Rangers-Astros would be a really entertaining series. I'm not going to deny that. It's not like the Rangers are a pushover. But, man, please just get the fucking Astros out of here, man. Please. Both of my Go ahead. I also think if uh, the Rangers make it to the ALCS, which it's looking like, I think they get Max Scherzer back. Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, I'm I'm personally rooting for, by the time this is out, probably will already be dead, but I'm personally rooting for Baltimore to come back and win this series. But, yeah, it does look like it's going to be Rangers. And, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of half and half on this. I don't want to see Dayton more in the World Series, but I don't want to see the Astros in the World Series. It would make me laugh if Aroldis Chapman, like, costed the Rangers, the series versus Houston, like he did with the Yankees and the Royals just get to kind of laugh about it with Cole Reagan's in their back pocket. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been all right. The postseason has been okay. I typically perf- think the ALCS and NLCS are, are the best series normally. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but it's been, it's been okay. It's been kind of mid so far for me. I, I think the, the, yeah, I think it gets better after the divisional. I think the world series and the, uh, and the, uh, what should call it or the best? Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 twins need to get their shit together though. They're about to go down two one. Now I will say I, Braves Phillies kicks ass. That series is awesome. I hope that goes the distance. Yep. Those two teams fucking hate each other. Those fan bases yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, and that Jack last night was electric as hell. Yeah, they those two that is fun. Those two are going at it. That's clearly the best division series we have right now. Uh, yeah, and and I'm not going to completely rule out the Dodgers from coming back down 2-0, but it's not looking great. Uh, playoff Kershaw was in full effect yet again. My, my World Series of Dodgers-Orioles is just basically done. But yeah, I, I, am excited. I am excited for the championship series and the World Series. Those should be some really entertaining series, but I just, I just hope it's close. That's why I don't want Arizona there, because I just feel like Arizona would be outmatched by either the Rangers or the Astros. All right, well, John, this you knew this was coming on today's show. I, I gave oh, you, no, I gave no, you, I gave no. you, I gave you some time. I gave you almost the whole episode. I gave you about an hour to to not talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Mizzou dropped their first uh, game of the year to LSU, 49-39, in a game that honestly they should have won. They were outscored thirty-two to fourteen in the second half. Uh, the floor is yours. The floor is yours, Alvy. Okay, so man. I can't lose my shit here because I got to say, it, this this being upset about this game is my own damn fault. I should have just stuck to my guns. I should have known. I let myself put expectations in Mizzou once again, and that's my fault. Um, you know, it hurts. Um, kind of feels like most likely, you know, any chance to do something kind of cool this year is largely off the table. Um <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's hard to say to lose my shit. Um, I'm not as mad. I, this is not the Middle Tennessee week. I feel much better this week yeah. than I did that week. Um, 
yeah, it just, it hurts. And of course, of course it has to have the little Mizzou sprinkle of just like something that you can only laugh at. You can't even yell at it. You can't cry at it. You can just laugh at it because I don't know the last time I saw a team go from third and one to fourth and fucking second and one. It was second and one. Second and one to fourth and 32. Just ridiculous. I also don't think I've seen a team get beat by the QB draw or the pseudo QB draw so many times. Uh, Just what the hell is that? Um, Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that just sucks about it is like, look, sometimes you lose and it's like, we played like shit or, mm-hmm. and sometimes you lose and it's like, we, we were, we were just the worst team. Like that is a better team than us. And this one was just like, damn, we really did a lot of the things you would have expected we needed to do to win the game. Um, and just couldn't execute, execute a couple more plays We're we're a couple plays short. Um, and it just sucks. It, it was a chance to get a really, a really pretty awesome win. Um, but couldn't couldn't quite pull through, and I had to walk through a bunch of happy assholes from Louisiana. Uh, fuck you, Louisiana. I hate that state. Um, I like New Orleans, but everything else can eat my ass. Um, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating because that game was just there for the taking. I'm not going to lie. You guys know me. On Saturdays, I, I sleep in, and... I meant to wake up for the 11 a.m. kickoff for Mizzou, and I didn't. I was pissed. I woke up at like 12.30, and I was like, shit. Uh, Damn, you missed the best part of the game. Yeah, Uh, and then I woke up and looked at the score, and I was like, oh, I was expecting to see like we were down 10 to 20 points, Uh, even even though we're not a terrible team. It's just what I expect out of Mizzou. And I looked, and we were actually competing, and we were winning, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I turned it on, and yeah, it was frustrating as hell. Um, anybody that wants to put that loss on Brady Cook, you're wrong. It wasn't on Brady Cook. Yes, he threw the pick six at the end. What We had virtually no chance at that point to win the game. We would have had to drive basically a shit. I mean, and then even Mevis misses the 54-yard field goal at the end. So, like, you probably would have had to drove even further. You know, you could think, well, he had the 61-yard field goal. Well, yeah, but uh, it's just so damn frustrating, man. It is just so damn hard to lose that type of game because you had it. It was there. The offense performed, which the last few years, that has been the problem. The offense hasn't performed when we needed them the most, and they did. Just a complete, complete heartbreaker at the end there for Mizzou. But I'm not done on the season. It's not one of those losses like in previous years like Auburn where I'm like, fuck the rest of this year. I don't want to watch anymore. I still have some hope. We're less than a field goal dog at Kentucky this week. I mean, we're only two and a half point dogs, meaning we'd be a favorite in Columbia. So it's going to be an interesting one. We haven't beaten Kentucky in a few years. I I don't want to get my hopes up, but it is definitely a game Mizzou can bounce back in. And look, I have to give some praise to Mizzou because I will say, man, when I woke up on Saturday at 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m., I really felt like we were going to win the game. Like I, That's how I felt. Um, and I did pretty much until LSU took the lead at the end there. Yeah. Um, that that really was a it was a great morning uh it's a great day and just kind of one one fall of the uh, fall of the whatever i don't remember what the metaphor is um and yeah it just it it hurt and i'll be honest too i think we'll beat kentucky i think this is when we get the kentucky monkey off our back i really do um because there is 
there's a lot of stuff that works about this Mizzou team. Yes. Like, I think that is something we can be happy about, is this is a good football team. This is a It is a functional quarterback with good receivers and a, a enough-to-get-by play-calling scheme, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I can take that all the way. And a good enough defense, obviously. Um, so, look, you know, probably not going to beat Georgia, probably not going to go to Atlanta, uh, as much as maybe not saying that the thought was formed, but it had entered my head at a certain point. Um, it's you a know, fun th- hypothetical to, to have. Whenever yeah, you're yeah, that's what I'm saying. The fact that that I thought that and didn't immediately go, "What the hell is wrong with you?" and still <laughs> don't really feel like it was that ridiculous. Um, I can I can at least take that. Maybe maybe just maybe we go to Athens and kick their asses. Who knows? You never know. Josh, no, I know. Do you have anything to say on the game? Uh, I was going in and out. I was having to work uh, the football game where I go to school and where I go to school. At Northwest. I had to work <laughs> at the football Northwest. game at, yeah. at, North, <laughs> at Northwest. No, but nobody's coming to haunt you down, Josh. You can say it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I said that. But, uh, no, I, I saw the first quarter, and I was like, this is awesome. Went to work, saw how the half ended. And when we when Harrison Nevis missed that yeah. kick, I was like, we're screwed. This is the start of the di- uh, the fall, and sure as shit it was. It wasn't LSU's defense that people need to be worried about to see if they would show up. It's fucking Mizzou's defense. Uh, that was concerning. Uh, LSU, though, has one of the best offenses, though, in the nation. So that's going to happen. Uh, I agree with what you guys said. I think the ceiling for Mizzou is 9-3, and three, and I think the floor is probably 7-5. and five, So, And I'm content with 8-4. and four. So if the, I, think, if the, I think the floor is comfortably 8-4. and four. I don't see Mizzou getting around that hard this is not a bad football team in my opinion it's no it's not but uh, you know what sucks remember, you have to remember who we are guys you know we what sucks is when we had that second and one even the third and one and we were driving part of me got that 2013-14 field in mizzou deep down yes, i was yeah. like this is just like this is going to be a team that is going to just find ways to win games like this is just going to happen like this is a moment where they can just like this season, I'm not going to say like we were going to be the TCU of last year, but I kind of had the vibe of just be like, maybe this is the year that shit's just going to go right. And it still can be. It's just, you know, tough loss. But, man, I really did, and I never really get that feeling. But I just had that feeling. I was like, man, the K-State game just shit broke our way. We're in this. It's We're driving, and it's just, oh, it's a, it's a gut-wrencher. And even when Jaden Daniels fumbled that football uh, when they were trying to run the clock out, there was like the yeah. half second where I was like, we're going to fucking scoop and score this. And, you know, it's just tough. But, I mean, this is probably the happiest slash non-pissed-off we've been after a Mizzou loss in a long time. Maybe going oh, back I'm not to, happy. I'm maybe going back like, to Georgia last year. Wrong. This is probably like the least pissed-off we've been about a loss. So, I mean, I'm not – I think John makes a lot of good points. I'm not overly – I'm not doomed. I don't feel like it's doomed the rest of the year. I predicted them to go 7-5 before the year. I think 8-4, and 9-3 and three is a real possibility. And, look, I think outside of Georgia, some of the tougher games are in Columbia. Tennessee comes to Mizzou. South Carolina, who we, you know, have owned the last few years, comes to Mizzou. Um, Florida, who is really, really good in Gainesville, really, really bad on the road, comes to Mizzou. And then Arkansas is having a bad year is, you know, this is the year to have Arkansas on the road when they're not playing very well. So, you know, I'm not overly doomed. I think Mizzou still has a chance to get a very quality bowl game. Yeah. And when I look at it, 
the two wins that I think Mizzou ha- I set them at a floor of seven five is Florida and Arkansas. South Carolina, Missouri always just have a great game, and Missouri always comes out with it. But and this could be this could be the change. Uh, Tennessee at Missouri is going to be. I think that a lot of honestly, points. a lot of points. I think that's our biggest game. So, like right there, if we win those four games I mentioned, we're going nine and three. But with that being said, you have to remember who the fuck we are. We're in fucking Missouri. So therefore, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I think we get ran this weekend. Oh, dude! I, I see. I completely. I think we we. I think we're gonna win. I do. When's the I'm last time? Knock on wood. But when's the last time we did get run by Kentucky? Every year we lose by seven. It's always. Dude, the I mean, same we shit. even we even should we even almost beat them the year we had the last year with Basilac. We two beat, years ago we did beat them with Basilac in twenty twenty. Yeah, but twenty twenty one we were in oh, Kentucky and like we were in. Oh the game yeah, that was the game time. where that Chris Rodriguez little shit ran all over us thirty five. Yeah, yeah. And then last year. But it, just the bizarre roughing the punter call. Like it, it's not like Kentucky ever beats Mizzou badly, and Mizzou never beats them badly. This is always a tight game. In my personal opinion, I think this is the second hardest game Mizzou has left at Kentucky. I, obviously, at Georgia being the toughest. I agree. This is a tough ass game at Kentucky. I'd feel a lot better about this at home, and when you consider it's under the light lights in prime time, you give college kids. 12 hours to booze that day and get ready to go yell for three hours. It's a lot different than 11 a.m. kickoff. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough. Um, You know, I I think Mizzou has a good shot to win it, but will I be surprised if they lose it in a close one? Not at all. I got Mizzou. I will say this. It's bullshit Kentucky gets to stay ranked because they got the shit knocked out of them. Like they got, I know it's Georgia. I know it's Georgia. But they got the shit knocked out of them, man. Like, it wasn't even a contest. They were only 14-point dogs. They lost by, like, 35 points. I don't know what the final score was. But they got shit on. Why do they get to stay ranked when, in reality, Mizzou lost by three at home to an LSU team? I, I don't give a shit about the pick six. That really Because was, it was a home loss and Kentucky was a road loss. I, I mean, I, I guess I that's it. what I, I guess get it. That it's 31 points, but it's also Georgia, too, who's number one in the nation. They knew Missouri-LSU was going to be a close game. They didn't expect Kentucky-Georgia to be that that bad of a game, but they also didn't expect it to be a close game. And the fact that it's on the road, I see their reasoning. And you also have to think about it. Mizzou missed out on the top 25 by, I think, like four points. It was so five, like we're right five there. votes, yeah. And so uh, we're right there. let's just go ahead and get into D4 of the week now because this perfectly transitions me. I want to start today because it's possibly my favorite D4 of the week we've ever done. First of all, the committee for keeping Miami ranked at 25. That's bullshit. But the, you know where I'm going with this. Mario Cristobal. For as much shit as I will ever talk on Elia Drinkwitz or any Missouri coach, they would never fucking do this. I am still baffled by it. And I'm, I'm not even any one of a Miami fan at all. But it pisses me off. They just had to take a fucking knee. There's less than 40 seconds left. Madden professional players know this. They know this. They know how to run the clock. They run the ball for some unknown reason, fumble it, and then allow Georgia Tech uh, to go down the field and score in like 26 seconds. By the time you went for it, you knew Georgia Tech was going to make some crazy shit happen. What on earth is Mario Cristobal doing? I'm telling you, I don't care how good of a recruiting class you have. I don't care what your team's record is. 
doing something as stupid as that is fireable. It really is, in my opinion. That is something that you can you should be fired for. And it's the second time this dumbass has done it. He did it at Oregon against Stanford and lost the game that way too. Unreal. Unfucking real. If you ever think, anyone out there, if you ever think you have no chance of ever becoming what you want to be, just know that this dumbass became a college football head coach. Yeah, I'll take your D4 of the week further because to be honest, man, I didn't get one together this weekend. Um, this could, I'm just going to go. You whatever. can add on to it. He deserves to be it from all three of us for being fair. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Miami's athletic director. I would have fired Mario. I don't care who the hell Mario Cristobal is. I don't know where he stands with all of them. He's got to be fired. That's just like, okay, so you do not deserve this job. Uh, and I'm going to be fair. I've seen teams do this and not get punished for it. I really feel the same way. Like, I would fire those coaches the next day, too. Um, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. The I think we lost that down. Hang on. Our high school football team did this. John, whatever and... you just said, re-say it because you cut out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I cut out that Mario Cristobal should be fired, and I said I've seen other coaches do this, and they should be fired, yeah, too. Out there. Even if it Even if it doesn't result in a fumble and a loss, you should just be fired. You like should. Crazy. You should. It's our our high school coach would do this consistently too, and I was like, "This is crazy." I am a 16 year old, and I could have made a better football decision there than this guy that's getting paid six figures to coach this team. Just insane. I don't understand it. This literally started because in like the 70s or 80s, the kneel down wasn't a thing, and the Giants and Eagles were playing. You guys probably know which game I'm talking about, and it's where they do the handoff. The giant dude fumbles. Herm Edwards picks it up and returns it for a touchdown. That was the birth of victory formation. That's For 40-plus years now, that's been what you do. You kneel the freaking football. And I, I agree, John. Even when it doesn't penalize them, they should be fired. Or they should be fined. Like, you should be able to find them for being fucking stupid. Like, or give, or suspend them. Like, if I'm Miami, I'd suspend his ass. You just costed your entire program, your, all these kids that busted their ass for four quarters, a game. Because you're a moron. I mean, do you even want him... Coming like in that building again? I like, don't. It's it's incompetence to a level I don't think you could ever see. It is like you said, a sixteen year old, twelve year old me knew that. Ten year old me knew that. When it's so it's simple math, and this is coming from a guy who never got a fucking A in math, had to struggle to get a B in math. If there's two minutes left and the other team doesn't have a timeout and you have a first down, you take three knees and it's over. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything. You just have to literally just don't fumble the snap. That's it. An eight-year-old can do it. Literally, literally, it's so hilarious that if I'm a Miami fan, like that, obviously doesn't have the stakes of a D Ford penalty that cost us a Super Bowl. But if you're down there in Florida and doing a podcast, do Mario Cristobal of the week. Like honestly, it's on that level of just brain dead. It's crazy, man. It blows my mind. I just had my D4 of the week and lost it, so that's that's embarrassing. I'll give another D4 of the week since you don't think of one. Uh, Jordan Love and fantasy football in the same breath. I was down six points going into last night, and two different times I had the lead and my opponent had nobody left, and Love threw a pick both times. So, uh, yeah, he also gets to be a D4 of the week along with just the fantasy football gods who, for some reason, hate me this year. Eckler can't play. Chubb's knee just becomes a fucking mashed potato. I mean, it's tough, <laughs> tough, tough times. 
But if that's I mean, a mashed Josh, potato, Josh, if you, Josh, if you can't think of one, then we'll just go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Appreciate everybody listening as always. And we'll be back next week for NFL week seven preview. Peace.